This is The Stash, and you're listening to the Business Bottom Line Podcast, coming to you from the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. We're in the foothills of the Smokies talking business with people just like you who are responsible for the bottom line, sharing business tips to inspire, inform, and improve, and turn your bottom line from red to black. Okay, we have a special guest with us today, Archie Haney and his friends Colin Jr., and he's a uh, Greene County guy. Uh, actually went to school at DeBusk and uh, spent a large part of growing up here and has been transplanted into Hawkins County. And so we welcome him to the program and we're going to get acquainted with uh, what Junior does. Well, tell me how you got started in, in the heat and air contractor business, if you will, uh, Junior. Okay. Uh, it pretty much all started back in uh, 1981. Uh, I was going to uh, Greene County uh, Vocational School to uh, be a machinist. and uh, But uh, Hicks Sheet Metal, which was located in Greenville at the time, uh, they uh, – they had a program where they uh, took people out of the vocational school and uh, worked them a half a day. And uh, so I went to work a half a day and uh, went to school a half a day and uh, learned, uh, started learning a trade. He had a lot of older gentlemen there working for him and uh, got really a lot of good uh, quality uh, knowledge from those older gentlemen that I couldn't really got from any kind of schooling that I could have went to because they, you know, they had the experience and everything and the tricks of the trade. So I was very fortunate on that end and uh, just kind of stayed in the business and uh, actually started my own business in 1986 uh, when the uh, uh, my employer there, uh, uh, Pete Hicks, had passed away. So just kind of been in the business a long time now and, and uh, just it's been a really good trade uh, for me. Yes, I know uh, your company. We've been we've been associated for uh, a lot of years, and uh, you have had a tremendous growth. So, originally, now did you just do the sheet metal part of the business when you started? Yes, uh, originally uh, I did uh, mainly just uh, duct work and sheet metal, and at one time I probably had uh, at least anywhere from fifteen to twenty other heating and air companies that I were doing their, their duct work and stuff for, because that, that's kind of a lost trade now. Uh, not a lot of people in the sheet metal. And that's one thing we're fortunate with. Uh, I've got guys and, and we actually still do duct work for other heating and air companies, even today that, uh, they, you know, ain't got the manpower to do it. And we do. So we do, we still do a lot of the, the sheet metal work for, for other heating and air companies. You know, like I said, even today still, I see. I see. So somewhere along the way, you decided that uh, you were going to do both parts of the business, and so right. you began and, to. Uh, there was such a. There was a. There was an opportunity there to just kind of, you know, do it all. And uh, so when that when that kind of opened up, yeah, I just kind of uh, started into doing the the whole thing, the installing the units and servicing the units and still doing the heat, the, the duct work on a lot of things. So it's just kind of flourished from there uh, since about, uh, I don't know, we got into that maybe around the 2005, 
2006, real heavy. We had been doing it prior to that, mm-hmm. but that's when we just kind of broke out full blown and, you know, got into it, uh, uh, totally, uh, during the, the whole package deal. I see. I see. Okay. Now you do, how big of a service area do you work in now, Junior, as far as we, from we cover a lot of territory. We're, uh, we've done work from, I mean, all over East Tennessee from up in Johnson County, to Bristol, to, uh, Hancock County, down Jefferson County, Cock County, Green County. I mean, we cover a very large area mm-hmm. uh, as far as that goes because, uh, of course, like you said, Rogersville is a small town, but to keep the growth and everything going, you have to kind of venture out a little bit, just kind of keep everything going. That's true. So That's true. We cover a large area uh, in our business. And uh, we have a lot of, and of course, now with the internet, you have people that gets on there and finds you and they'll call you from a little bit everywhere. And then, you know, <laughs> we'll go, we'll go service them wherever they're calling from. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty cool part of the world we live in today. People can find you. And uh, if you got a good reputation, they're, they're wanting your services because uh, that's, that's what you live by is, is doing things correctly and well. And people still appreciate that. And, uh, and that's that's how I tell people, you know, we do a little bit of advertising here and there, but mm-hmm. my best advertising is word of mouth. When yes. I, you have a satisfied customer, they'll tell their neighbor and, you know, it gets you a lot of business that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's certainly it's the best business uh, when people tell, you know, what, how they feel about you and the work you do. Uh, you don't have to do a sales job on anybody. They're ready to, to write the check when you give them the service. Yeah, and that's right. And uh, I, I have people all the time say, "Well, so and so referred me to you." Uh, yeah. You know, so it's it's a, it's a compliment, like you said, that that somebody does have enough confidence in you that to, to tell someone else that you know, hey, get these people to do it because they do good work. Absolutely, absolutely, it is. So uh, now, do you do both residential and commercial systems? Yes, and uh, on the commercial end, we do a, we do like commercial. We don't do uh, a lot of big stuff. Uh, we'll do we'll like uh, we just got through putting a uh, a unit on a bank here in Rogersville. It was a seven and a half ton. We'll do up to maybe about a fifteen ton unit. Sometimes maybe a twenty ton, but nothing really large. But we do do light commercial work, uh, which you know when it comes around, uh, we don't push that as heavy as we do our residential stuff. But we do, uh, we do occasionally get an opportunity to do some stuff like that. Right, right. Okay, okay. All right. So uh, I know that uh, you probably don't work, but maybe like nine to three every day. Tell us what a day in the life of Junior Haney looks like. Well, it starts out early in the morning. Uh, I'm usually I'm up between six and six thirty and uh, getting started, and then. Uh, my guys, uh, they, they come in at 8 o'clock, but if I have stuff I need to make up or have ready for them, I'll come on in the shop and start making it up. And uh, we, we work, you know, eight-hour day generally, but uh, after that eight-hour day, if we got service to pick up uh, or whatever, I'll, you know, I'm running it after hours. Or then when I get home, is there, you know, there's jobs to figure uh and uh, things like that, bills to figure out to send out. So it's a pretty long day, generally. Uh, 
And the weekends, uh, I have people ask me, said, do you not have anybody works for you? And I said, yeah, but I said, they work really hard for me five days a week. And then I said, unless I just have to have them, I, I let them have the weekend off because I've got a great bunch of guys. Uh, and like I said, they work really hard for me Monday through Friday. And they'll work, they'll work Saturday or Sunday for me, too, if, if I have to have them. But uh-huh. generally speaking, uh, service work, that's what we is on the weekend. I work. I believe I've worked every holiday there is. Uh, when I, somebody's hired on the 4th of July is not working or somebody's heat on Christmas Day is not working. So, you know, they, I don't know of any holidays I'm not being out on to, you know, try to uh, help people out, you know, as much as you can. So yeah. it, it can be a long day. And some people don't realize that, especially when you get a, a young employee thinks, well, you know, like you said, you get to work a few hours and you go home, but it's not that way. And, uh, there's something, and when you own your own business, there's something all the time that needs to be addressed. Seems like, you know, that, that is so true, junior. And, uh, the perception of that from the outside, even sometimes from your own people, your own staff, it, it, they don't see all that, uh, paperwork, like you say, uh, preparation, and all the bills that have to be paid, sometimes people think, man, all that money coming in, you must just be rolling in it. They don't see the bills, yeah. do they? That, that right there is one of the, the funniest things from somebody that's not had that knowledge of the business. And they're thinking, yeah, you know, because, you know, heat pumps are not cheap. You know, they're, they're expensive and they cost a lot of money. But all that money you're getting Sure, don't go in your pocket. <laughs> That's true, and 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 in addition to that, you got to lay out money before you get paid, don't you? Yes, you do. So cash and, flow is tough. Yeah, cash flow, and uh, that you know, me being in the business as long as I have, that I guess even now, if you get a big job or something, though, it still kind of sometimes gets crunchy. You know, mm-hmm. trying to juggle the the money situation around, like kind of like I guess the old saying, you got to rob Peter to pay Paul. So you're, <laughs> you know, uh, trying to make everything work. Yes, that's true, and that's that's stressful sometimes, and also takes uh, a thought process that, in addition to all the other stuff you do. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, what uh, what do you feel like one of the biggest challenges in your work? You mentioned your people, and I tell you when. Uh, and I hear this a lot from the clients that I work with. We have great staff, and you've said that, uh, that how wonderful that is to have people that want to work and they show up and they give you their best. Uh, not everybody can say that in today's world because staffing a business is tough in this world. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and the whole key to everything is me as a one person, your, your business is only as good as your staff is right because they're like they're like my face out there when they're working you know uh they may if they do something wrong it's going to come back to me but they're out there you know more so i may take them to a job site and introduce them to the homeowner and they may be there two or three days with the homeowner mm-hmm. interacting with them and staff and putting in the unit and the duct work and everything so you know, that's a, I am really blessed to have the, the personnel I have because they conduct yourself and, and uh, treat every job uh, like it was their business and, you know, their reputation online. Because, you know, 
in essence, if, if I've got bad quality people working, there's nobody going to call me back to do anything. Right. right. I'm really fortunate to have the, the staffing. And I have guys that's been with me 15 plus years. And I have some guys, newer guys that's been with me four to four to six years, but they all take a hold of that, that, you know, you need to do your best while you're out there, you know, uh, do the best job you can. And that, you know, that's how you can ask that one. Well, that's right. And, and that honest effort and taking pride in what you do, uh, clients, customers, they, they know that they can see that. And that's why they refer you to other people. And I have I've multiple times have when I've gone back and make sure the job was, they were satisfied. They would brag on my, my men. I mean, they would just brag. And I, I said, I said, I appreciate that. I said, I will tell them when I get back because yeah. that, you know, that helps them too, to know that they are appreciated. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was uh, taught years ago that if you're going to brag on someone, do it in public. And if you have to yeah. dress them down, do it in private. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it makes a lot of difference in letting, letting your people know that they're appreciated. And when you get compliments, passing them along like that, it makes a lot of difference and it makes them want to do better yeah. next time. Right. And, you know, being a small company, I, I, and I can only, you know, I don't have unlimited resources. So I, I give them what I can and yeah. do what I can for them. You know, I'd be great to be able to pay everybody hundred dollars an hour and give them, you know, five weeks vacation, but in a small business, it's not really, you, you can't really do a lot, but you do what you can for them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, you're doing a good job at, at that because otherwise you wouldn't have people that's been there, uh, 15 years and, uh, and new ones coming on. So that, that, that reflects how you appreciate them and how you treat them. Yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you this uh, after we've talked about that, because a lot of people uh, put that in this question I'm going to ask. What's the biggest challenge that you face for your business in the future, to, at least the way you see it? Is it people, technology, competitors? What What do you feel like is one of your big challenges or the biggest going forward? Well, uh, I guess as as – as the future holds, uh, it's everything changing. We we done went through a phase where uh, they phased out one uh, uh, kind of freon that we used to use, and we brought on the other one because the the old stuff wasn't environmentally friendly. Now they're saying the new stuff's not environmentally friendly, so we've got to change again. Oh, so really? in a world, our world today. And, and I, I want uh, my great, great, great grandchildren to have, you know, a world that they can live in too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a constant change in the way we do uh, the, the technology, like you said, the equipment that we're using, because the new stuff is going to have uh, a little bit of propane in it. And it's, it's just it's a constant change in equipment and stuff, the heat pumps and stuff that we put in. And... The biggest thing too is it may be not for me in the in the near future if, if I stay in it long, you know, before I retire, but it is like the growth of the newer uh people coming in to have the uh technology to, to learn this or even want to learn it because nowadays 
you don't have a lot of the younger generation even wanting to go into a skill trade. Mm. It's more so, and, and because this is not a glamorous job. I mean, yeah. we may be up in an attic in the middle of summer, and it may be 140 degrees up there. Yeah. Or we may be in a uh, crawl space that's about two foot tunnel walling on her belly to put <laughs> work in in yeah. the middle of the wintertime. So it's not a glamorous job. So, you know, it, it's uh, one of those things where uh, the more uh, younger generation don't want to do this. You know, it's it's uh, it's going to be hard for anybody to, you know, if I if I retired or if I sold the business, you know, when I do retire or whatever, it's going to be hard for them to, you know, maybe bring in uh, people to, to keep doing this or whatever. So I think, you know, in the – and it may not be – it's not something that's just going to happen overnight. It may be 10, 15 years from now. But, you know, it's uh, – but the the with the world nowadays, things just just constantly changing. That's you know? true. That's true. It, that is a huge challenge. And, uh, yeah. of course, not, not people might not think about someone in the heat and air business having to constantly study – and and stay up on systems but there's a lot of technological changes and you're right it doesn't stop so it's a constant thing and if you don't keep up with those you you don't know how to do the things that you're being asked to do every day right you get uh, and if you're not up to date and and i've actually went through this with when i first got started some of the older gentlemen they said and things was even changing back then uh and they were up in age, and they were saying, you know, I don't even want to fool with trying to change nothing else. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, I'm retiring. I'm, I'm getting out of it because, especially this lifetime when all the free on and stuff would change that time, it was like it was a, such a headache. Uh, so it makes people think, well, I just don't want to fool with it no more. Yeah. But because there's something all the time, I'm constantly going to classes on new equipment and everything that they're bringing out. Just because if you don't keep up to date with it, you'll get left behind very right. quickly. Right, right. I, I could see how that's true. I could see how that's true. Well, one of the things uh, that I like to ask people, and I, I think this one's kind of obvious in your case, and in some business it isn't, but how does what you do help others? Has it help others? Yeah. Well, I think any type of service business, whether it be the heat and air business, uh, being an electrician or a plumber or anything, you know, the, the times that I go out to houses that, uh, you know, you got uh, elderly people that don't have no heat or, you know, elderly people that's on auction don't have no air conditioning. And you go out there and you help them out and you get their air running, you get their heat going. I mean, it, it, it's like an accomplishment to you that, you know, you see that you have made them you know, you've done something for them that they need. You know, yes. it's not it's not you've uh, done anything that was a, a, not of a necessity because, you know, uh, you take someone that, uh, and, I, and I've seen it over and over, that uh, someone that is sick and maybe have breathing problems and it's 95 degrees outside, they can't breathe in their house right. without the air conditioning running. And, you know, that's why I've, I've went out on holidays and I've went out, you know, at nighttime or uh, all the time, you know, to, yeah. to help them out. I mean, it not only it's, you know, it, it is a job, but you do feel a, a, an accomplishment in doing that for them and, and that you helped them out, that you got them out of a bind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that That's such a good point because often we think about uh, things like heating and air, especially those things as being a, a comfort, 
you know, it's like we all want to be comfortable, and we do. I mean, I like to, I, I like the temperature to stay within a certain range. But the truth is, sometimes you're helping people in a very critical situation. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's okay. You know, you have somebody if it's. 20 degrees outside and they tell me their, their heat's gone out. You know, you you try to get out there and, and try to get them some heat on because, you know, you wouldn't want you or your family member to be in that situation, you know, when it's cold and you have no way of, of generating any other kind of seat. You know, you don't have no backup heat. You sure. don't have a fireplace. You don't have nothing to, to, to supplement anything. So it kind of, you know, it gets you uh, – uh, people, like I said, it's not really, you think of it as a comfort, but you know, nowadays it's things that we need, you know, yep. you know, we need heat, we need air conditioning because, sure. you know, it is hot outside and the humidity and everything in our area. So it's not like they're, you know, uh, calling and just, uh, wanting something that they can do without for right now. Yeah. So yeah. A lot of times they do need they do need their the heat on or the air conditioning back out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want to back up just a minute, and and I'm going to put a little spacer in here because something happened to my equipment when we first got started. So the part that I wanted you to to go back and get for me, and I'll cut this back in after we're through, is is a little bit about when you got into the business, and give me a little bit more about your family because I know. Uh, you said you did have a grandchild. So kind of tell me a little bit about the family and then let's, uh, I'll add that back on when, when we, on my uh, recording, cause it didn't come out right. Okay. Uh, of course I was born in Greene County and, uh, went to school there and, uh, went to the bus elementary school and Otway elementary and graduated from North Green high school. Uh, Got married at a young age and had a, a child at a young age, uh, but uh, I've got I've got a son and a daughter, and uh, my daughter has a, a granddaughter or a child, a girl, my granddaughter, and uh, uh, but uh, I've been married all my life. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm one of the like a lot of people. I got divorced, but I, and I my wife now. Uh, I've got two great. Uh, stepdaughters, uh, they're they're wonderful. They and uh, got uh, six uh, grandchildren there. Oh with, my goodness! With those. So we I've got a total of seven grandkids. Ooh, and wow. also, we just now recently got a, a great grandson. He's four months old. So, oh my goodness! Now that's special. He, yes, it is. Uh, he he's he's great. We I got to see him a lot Sunday. Went out and eat with him and stuff, and got to hold him and play with him and. Uh, so it, it's great having uh, grandchildren and great grandchildren. Yes, um, we we had our first great grandchild last year. He's going to be a year old here in about two weeks. So that's that's special not. stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. I I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like kids though. That's one of my. I, I really like children. I, I guess. I guess because I'm still a. I guess my wife would say I'm just a child at heart because. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll get down on the floor and play with them and everything else. I, I really love children. Well, that's that is good, and uh, I I just uh, I, I don't really understand people that don't love children. There's a lot of people in our culture today that don't, but uh, they are such blessings from God, and uh, they enrich our lives in ways that we can never imagine until they're there. Yes, they do. Well, I'm going to put a pause here. 
And then, and I'll give you a chance to think about this for a minute. You may already have, but uh, I always ask people at the end of the broadcast, what, uh, what is your best bottom line business tip? Because the reason we're here is to try to help business owners improve and uh, maybe somebody that's getting ready to start a business, give them a tip that gives them a leg up. So what is your best bottom line business tip? I guess my in in the field that I'm in right now, I think in the heating and power business, I guess the, the best thing I could tell anybody that was going to do it is to when you go out and meet your customer and you're going to provide the service form, is to uh, give them what you would want. Somebody, to, you know, if you go out to a little lady's house, that there's so many times people takes advantage of other people in a bad situation mm-hmm. uh, where their heating air is down they and they know it they can they can really do whatever and sell them whatever do whatever so what i would say is if you treat every customer like you would want to be treated or you think of them as that might be my grandmother out there that somebody's coming to their house i don't want them taking advantage of her so treat everybody fairly and like you want to be treated and your business will prosper because uh, that will come back and and it'll just flourish your business uh, because people will say, hey, they did not take advantage of my mother. They did not take advantage of me. They, they treated me fairly. They treated me. Uh, they give me uh, a product that uh, was reasonably priced. So, you know, I see people trying to overprice or whatever. We're in business. We have to make a living. I tell people that I have to make a living or I might as well just stay at the house. But you treat people fairly and uh, treat them like you would want yourself to be treated. And you will have a, a, a good business and you will prosper. Yeah, that's a great tip, Junior. And and it's just honest down to earth. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate you taking time here at the end of your day. I know you've worked hard. Thanks for taking time to be with us on the podcast. And I'm sure it will help someone else who's listening to be encouraged and to approach their business in the right way. We appreciate it a lot, Junior. All right. I thank you for asking me. I appreciate it. Okay. You take care. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. See you. Well, that's a wrap for today's Business Bottom Line podcast. Take that tip and make your bottom line turn from red to black. Next week, we'll talk with another special guest, and we'll see you right here next time in the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. This is the stash saying we're here to inspire, inform, and improve your bottom line so you can grow, grow, grow. Grow.